You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. June 16th, 2023, SmackDown. Major, 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 major night for the bloodline. Yes. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We're here tonight. Issa is shook. She can't be here. She Heartbroken. needs to process this. There will be no spin on this podcast, but Issa, we wish you well. Get well soon, girl. In your time of need, please. We hope drink plenty of fluids. Make sure you're staying hydrated and fed. I know this is a difficult and trying time. But tonight, um, fractions in the bloodline. Is it over as we know it? We'll talk about all that and more. We've got uh, some development stores, Money in the Bank. We've got some new contenders. Things are looking up, man. Money in the Bank, it's amazing how with like two weeks to go, they're just now full throttle, foot on the gas. And it's going to be in London. It's going to be great. Yeah, they're peaking the show now as they should be. These last two weeks are going to be pretty hot. And then when they go to that SmackDown in London, just like we saw in Puerto Rico, it's going to be a red hot show. And then when they do the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, it's going to be a red hot pay-per-view. And it's going to be a lot of fun. WWE with these international shows in the Nick Khan era of business are slapping. Yeah. They got it, man. They understand. Uh, Before we get into that, what's going on in the news? Oh, what isn't going on in the news? Well... If you were anywhere near the wrestling hemisphere this week, of course, Wednesday it came out that CM Punk had engaged in an interview with Mark Raimondi of ESPN. And before the interview came out, it was a story, Glenn, with people saying that there were comments made that reverberated through AEW's locker room on Dynamite backstage. People were furious when they got wind of what Punk had said. People like you and I, the plebeians, the the normies out here didn't know what he said, but It was word on the street that there were some comments being made. The wrestling gossip websites ran with the idea that CM Punk Mm. has said some horrible things in this interview. The interview came out, and really, as I expected, to me, I don't know about you all. I'll get your opinion on this, Glenn. I don't know if you saw the interview. I didn't think it was all that inflammatory. There was nothing overly dramatic that was said. To me, it was CM Punk sharing his side of the story, and there wasn't too much revealed that I think we don't already know terms of cm punk's mindset whatnot and it's so funny because tony khan does these interviews and he's too scared to say a single word he yeah. says legally i can't say anything and all these cucks in the wrestling gossip websites defend him because oh you can't say anything legally you can't say anything. cm punk said a lot of things in this interview and he talked about how he felt about this situation which is all tony khan really has been asked to do and cm punk we're going to take this uh, quote by quote we're not going to go through everything but the main highlights one of which was that CM Punk called his match against Hangman Adam Page at Double or Nothing 2022, the main event. He called it a garbage match, 
And he said, quote, I'm trying to protect myself on stuff instead of actually just working and trying to put on the best performance I can. He then said CM Punk that he was keeping an eye out. He said that Heyman Adam Page, quote, chopped me in the mouth one time. And I'm just like, okay, did you do that on purpose? You chipped my tooth. And I'm like, all right, should I give him a receipt? It changes the dynamic. It poisoned everything for me. And it made it all really, really ugly. And that is what set all this off. So CM Punk also said that there ain't been shit done about this whole thing, as we know. He said that he tried to engage a full-blown effing sit-down powwow discussion with everybody about it, but to no avail. He received legal letters, I guess, from the other side. So just CM Punk saying that he apologized for the scrum to Tony Khan, airing his side of the story, and things don't seem to be getting too much better in terms of tensions between CM Punk and the Young Bucks, because right after this interview came out, I believe it was uh, Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks posted on IG stories in support of Hangman Adam Page, almost kind of like a subtweet at CM Punk. So this situation between the two sides didn't seem to get any better, but this interview that came out that got people so up in arms, uh, really to me it was on the tamer side in terms of CM Punk telling his side of the story, but this is part of the problem with CM Punk. This is what I've been saying since day one, wow. is that CM Punk, anything he says is going to be construed negatively from the other side. And to be honest, the things that he said, they were pretty confrontational toward Hangman Adam Page, if you want to look at it that way, Glenn. Here's the deal. I'm going to present two scenarios to you. One, CM Punk is untouchable and can literally get away with anything yeah. as long as he is under that contract and they're afraid of him uh, showing up in WWE. Second is, and I think this is more likely, at this stage in the game, this is all work to get more people to tune in to Collision that would be tomorrow. really sad. That would be very. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, like, Alfred, are people excited about the new CM Punk and Friends show? If it's like, oh, he's back and he's got a good attitude now, and fences have been mended and everybody gets along and it's good. So tune in Saturday to watch Wrestling Friends. You know, that's not going to jump up interest. But if you're like, oh, we don't know what he's going to say. He's still like spitting piss and venom, man. Like this guy is just, you know. He's, he's, he's like Tupac. Just ask him every question. It's thug life. And he's spitting in the camera. Like what the fuck is he going to do on Saturday? That's how you get eyeballs to tune in on the lowest rated night of television of the week. That's very desperate. And that's very sad on AEW's end. I do think portions of this are being played up so that it gets more eyeballs on the show. I think the reason CM Punk did this interview with ESPN was to promote the show. And this is going to get attention toward the show. But having said that, uh, there's a reason that CM Punk and the Young Bucks have to be on two different... That is real life. This is real life uh, consequences at play here. And if this really was a work, we would be building toward a match between these two. There would be a money and a financial and monetary gain to be had of CM Punk versus the Young Bucks. Could still or happen. Whether it's CM Punk and FTR, it could still happen down the line. But for this, A, not only do I not think that this is a work, B, if it was a work... Like, there was a real-life fight. There's legal issues involved. And how many times have we seen AEW shoot itself in the foot trying to work themselves into a shoot? I completely understand that. I completely understand that wrestling, the tale of working yourself and and taking a work and making it into a storyline or taking a shoot and making it into a storyline, that is something that a lot of wrestling companies have done, and it's going to be done to the end of time. But in this situation with this company, with the guy who's one of the worst leaders in the history of professional wrestling promoters, we ought to call him Dixie Khan at this point. He's a terrible leader. He does not 
get to do the work shoot thing. He has proven time and again that this work shoot thing does not work with AEW because it turns into a shoot. And now we're in a situation where you have to split up the locker room and have two separate shows cannibalize Rampage. Okay, let me ask you one very important question. Are you watching AEW Collision tomorrow night for its debut? I am not. I'm going to be at GCW. I will record it, and I'm going to watch it afterwards. And, of course, a lot of people are going to be watching it. Let me tell you something right now. If you want a litmus test on whether or not this is drawing and stuff like this, CM Punk, his debut at the at the United Center, sold the effing building mm -hmm. out legit. That is a 24,000-seat building. We're at just under 10,000 seats on the eve of AEW okay. Collision. He's now half of the people have now come in. And if you've seen the terrible ticket sales around Canada, I'm talking scary lower. Some markets haven't even hit a thousand yet or have just gone over a thousand. Financially, whatever little angle they're trying to go with is not working and connecting with people. So you're going to have to tell actual stories and not rely on real life if you want to draw people to this building, to this television on a Saturday night to watch. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Speaking of which, we got a theme song announcement. Yes, I love this. Yes, uh, Tony Khan announced Elton, the Elton John hit. Now, my first thought was that they were going to be a little winking and uh, use Elton John's The Bitches Back for CM <laughs> ah. Punk's wrestling show. But no, it's Saturday night, so all right for fighting. That's a great song. It's a great song by Elton John. Tony Khan, the one thing he is good at when it comes to booking wrestling, he's good at picking these mainstream songs and attaching them. I think Orange Cassidy's song is perfect for him. I think John Moxley's song is great for him. So I really do like these mainstream songs. Hook is another one. And this is perfect song for AEW Collision. I really do hope that they're able to find their footing here because they've already cannibalized one of their shows. They haven't had the no, greatest Ram Rampage is dead. Show. Rampage is a dead show. People are like, still covering Rampage. AEW has said Rampage is the least important show mm -hmm. in the AEW universe. Yeah, it's it, right down. It's the new AEW Dark, essentially. I mean, these numbers have been awful. And I'm sure we'll have more numbers tomorrow for the Fast Nationals when I put it out. I'm very interested and more interested to see what this SmackDown number does with this big angle with Jey Uso. Because the last time they had Roman Reigns on the show for a big angle, it did monster numbers. And now with no competition from the NBA Finals, I expect another big number. Yeah, this uh, tonight, a lot to talk about with this. What else is going on in the news, though? Yes, and so uh, in addition to CM Punk, another tidbit for CM Punk is that there is a belief that there's going to be split rosters. Of course, communication isn't Tony Khan's favorite thing, so we still don't know whether or not there's going to be split rosters between AEW Collision and AEW Dynamite, but it is believed that Collision is CM Punk's show. However, it is being reported that Warner Brothers Discovery executives do expect CM Punk to be on some episodes of Dynamite. I would imagine that those would be episodes that the Young Bucks won't be on, but uh, we'll see how this folds, unfolds. But don't expect CM Punk to only be on AEW Collision. It's looking like the Warner Brothers Discovery executives do want him uh, on Dynamite as well. Very interesting. Anything Very else? Uh, that's the, the CM Punk news that we have for now. Of course, it's always developing. Uh, another developing story. Interesting enough, it's uh, with Soraya. Soraya has not been on AEW television, I believe, since March. No, I mean, May 31st of Dynamite. She was not on Dynamite last night. And now Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Gossip Newsletter is reporting that Soraya isn't around right now due to hmm. undisclosed reasons. So it's all speculation. We don't know whether it's injury related. We don't know whether it's personal creative related. Who knows? Uh, but Soraya continues to not be on TV conspicuous by her absence. It was also reported that uh, at Forbidden Door, it was expected and AEW might have been trying to work something out with Mercedes Money, the match between Mercedes and 
Soraya, but obviously that cannot happen due to uh, Mercedes's ankle injury. Get well soon, but uh, Soraya not on TV, and uh, we'll look out for her. Glenn, do you miss Soraya? I like Soraya. I think she adds a lot, but look, if she needs some time off, if she's got other stuff going on, I mean, AEW is in a weird spot right now, and I still feel like this is why I'm frustrated. Her debut, every time they would get a solid signing with women's talent, it would be, oh, now they're going to turn the women's division around. Now it's going to finally happen. Yeah, and that really has, and it's it's unfortunate. Some of it is just an unlikely break. Like I really did think that Jamie Hader is a linchpin and could have been a linchpin in terms of being champion and defending that belt consistently. But unfortunately, Jamie Hader is now on the mend with an injury. And I do think Tony Storm is a phenomenal wrestler and really a very good champion. And I have no problem with her as champion. But there was a lot of steam and momentum behind Jamie Hader, and to just flip that to Tony Storm, it kind of feels like they're starting over. Yeah, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time in AEW. You know, I mean, I've made this comparison before, but for anyone that didn't hear it, uh, this is like Sega, man. Sega came out of the gate. They had Sonic the Hedgehog. No, Nintendo had gotten a little stale. Sega got a lot of juice, got a lot of love. They couldn't maintain it. Then yeah. the 32X came out. Then the Saturn came out. Then the Dreamcast came out, and while a very good system, it was already too late. That is a perfect analogy, Glenn, because... AEW is good at booking Dynamite. Like, Dynamite is their linchpin show that's going to get you the 800, 900,000 viewers every week. But they cannot build a B show to save their lives. Like, you know, I, AEW Dark is like the 3-2-X. And AEW Rampage is like the Sega Saturn. And AEW Collision hopefully isn't the Dreamcast. But all of these B shows that keep falling off, AEW All Access. I mean, what is that? The Sega that's CD? That's the, the, the Game Gear. Of, oh, the Game uh, Gear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> game Gear was lit. I love Game Gear. Game Gear was got full color and you could get that TV tuner and like watch yeah, TV man. on your, yeah, that was, that was hot, man. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. They haven't figured it out. You know, they just by being the disruptor it was good. And then what happened with Nintendo? Star Fox came out. Yeah. You know, we got Donkey Kong Country. People were like, shit, man, Nintendo has knows how to make games. It forced them to step up their game because WWE's yeah. product was not good at all. At the time AEW started, when they were coming around, it was booked horribly. There was not a lot of long-term storyline continuity, and they just came off like a company that doesn't have to worry about competition. But when competition came around, it brought out the best in WWE. Now we're seeing these great bloodline angles. Yeah. The bloodline is the Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Who's Diddy Kong? Who's Diddy Kong in this? Solo. Solo's Diddy Kong. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, we need more Kongs to, to compare. Yes, um, crazy man, it's just such a crazy time right now. I mean, could you imagine two years ago? Well, no, the bad comparison two years ago was a shit show in the world in general. But could you imagine four years ago after like double or nothing, where what people would have predicted the year twenty twenty three would be like in professional wrestling? Yeah. Well, in what sense? Like, because this is the when team. AEW was already. We rolling. had hopes. We had dreams. Yeah. You know, that's that's the problem with new man. You know, it's like when you start dating someone new. You wouldn't know what this is like because you're not a relationship guy. But you know, it's like when you start dating someone new and you're on that third date and you're just like, yeah, this could be the one. Thinking about the future. The future's open ended. To quote Natasha Bedingfield, the future is still unwritten, and you just it's all in your head. And then you get a year in, and you're like, oh, this is not the one. Now I know what this is like. What was I thinking? I might need to fake my own death to get out of this. <laughs> oh, man, that's extreme. 
you don't want to hurt their feelings. But yeah, you got to try out one relationship after another. And some of them are going to work and some aren't. And, you know, some people maybe are meant to be single forever. And there's not anything wrong with any of those scenarios. Yes. Uh, The Tornado Anthony Y, Buck 99, is still singing Seth's theme. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be some scary waters. I, as I said first, and then now I've been, people are piggybacking on this. Although this is not something that I'm, think, I'm sure a lot of people can come to this conclusion. When it came to that Seth Rollins promo and singing, I was scared of that because that song is going to be the new what chant, and they better hope it's not because that is next to impossible to overcome. If an arena full of people are singing over you, there's no steamrolling them. There's no little parlor trick you can pull. You're going to have to worse. wait it out. It could be singing like the Six Flags song or something, you know? Yeah, any song. Any, the crowd, when they get together and sing, that's where it gets difficult because it's not – what is just one word? So you could just steamroll and you could use more than one word, but you're singing. It's a whole cascade. It's a wave being flushed on you. Yes, boy, with a $5 super chat saying, Zelina's theme used to start with All Hail the Queen. They give that audio for Charlotte's theme. I remember the text, I think, of All Hail the Queen. I don't remember that. It wasn't the same audio. Um, I'm not was sure. Charlotte I'm the techno sure DJ like all hail the queen? Right, I don't think it was the same audio. No, it was, it was not. But that. and they can't do that with two people. You can't have Zelina that would be amazing. Although you know what though, I bet you, I bet you, uh, Charlotte was not thrilled when Zelina won Queen of the Ring and was referred to as Queen Zelina. Right. That was probably not super comfortable backstage. Yeah, I mean, it is a title, and it is more of a literal queen, so she wore the crown, so it's a major yeah. part of the character. But yeah, I mean, Charlotte does call herself the queen, and we know in wrestling, when it comes to producers producing shows, you're they, a lot of WWE producers don't even want the same move in certain matches, oh, let yeah. alone the same gimmick. Yeah. Uh, Calvin R. Alexander, $2, saying, give Electra Lopez and Lola Vice all the belts. Yeah, they're getting together. We saw that backstage exchange with them on NXT. I don't know if it's time to give them all the belts, Kelvin Alexander. And what happened to your love for Isla Dawn and Alba Fire and all the people you were saying they should get the belts before. But I do like this tag team at the very least as a, as characters in terms of being together. I think this is going to work. Man, NXT was good this week. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We got Rollins showing up Tuesday on NXT. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be very interesting. I'm very much looking forward to see the rating that draws because uh, WWE, of course, it's a new contract season, and that's what they're doing it for. Oh, I mean, I think their intended goal is they want to beat whatever Collision does. Oh, really? <laughs> and, I possibly, can see that. and possibly Dynamite. Very interesting. What do you think Collision's going to do? I honestly have no clue. It doesn't matter. Anything north of 300,000 is a runaway success for Saturday. I wouldn't say runaway success. I'd say 500,000 is yeah, your floor. F- okay, but I'm saying anything north of 300,000, they're going to spin. I mean, look, they t- TBS spun Power Slap as a success. Right, but not what they're going to spin. I'm talking about your personal enjoyment. What you personally, I think if they do. Six, seven hundred thousand. I think that's good. And I think they're going to do north of that. I think they're going to do a dynamite number for this first show. It's okay, whether or not they can maintain this number. Okay, let's see what Saturday does in cable. So, wow, I'll look at this mornings. I'm just trying to get a sense of like what the God, ratings are so tough to, to decipher. Oh, hundreds of thousands. There we go. So, if you're primetime Saturday, wow, uh, 
and like Saturday during the day does decent numbers. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, if they do in the, the mid hundred thousands, I think they're going to pitch that as a big success. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll, it'll be deciphered by everybody in terms of whether it's not, it's just going to be tough in the long haul. So they're going to need to develop because whatever number they do, whatever the number they start with, that's, pretty much going to be their base and it's only going to go down from there as we get into the fall with football season college football season and all the competition they're going to have so the bigger the number obviously the better but if they do a low number it's really a cause for concern because it's only going to go down from there well the weather channel with uh weather gone viral at nine o'clock on saturdays does one hundred thirty-seven thousand viewers wow good field on fox does in the seven hundred thousands but that's at 11 uh just looking at this this is very interesting just to see you know cnn the five o'clock news of six hundred eighty-two thousand people that's more than i would have predicted okay you know another thing is you're gonna have to also look at it compared to its competition on saturday night so yeah maybe it let's say it does five hundred thousand or whatnot and people are saying oh that's not that good maybe that makes it number one on cable that night maybe that makes it in the top five on cable that night. i'll get guarantee you in the demo the demo it's gonna they lean on that demo when that's the better number Exactly. Well, if they have a top three number on a cable every single week compared to the competition, I think that's a success. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it does. It's going to be exciting. Sunday morning is going to be uh, fun. It's going to be a wild day. Another show of wrestling. And uh, our final news story is actually Drew McIntyre. It continues to be a lot of question marks, a lot of smoke surrounding Drew McIntyre and where he is. And it looks like that there's been talk of having Drew McIntyre back for the upcoming Money in the Bank premium live event. There's no opponent for him, but there is chatter that Drew McIntyre could possibly make his return inside the UK, which to me would be perfect for Drew McIntyre. We have not seen him since WrestleMania. Not only would he get a big pop in the UK because He's Scottish, so on the merits of that, but because they haven't seen him for very long. So it could be a monster pop for Drew McIntyre if he shows his face at Money in the Bank, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, in London? Yeah. That's a good idea. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would keep him off TV. Even yeah, if he's if the next time he shows up should be in London. We're two weeks away, so you might as well hold him off. They're, as you said, they're really deep into this build for Money in the Bank. Just about all the matches have been announced. So if you want to bring him back, you bring him back. It'll be weird because I think he should turn heel, but I don't think he should do it in London. No. He, I like Drew McIntyre a good deal, but I swear to God, when he was a heel and he threw that money on the ground for Heath Slater to pick up and then he like beat the crap out of him, that was the most heelish shit I think I've (laughs) seen on WWE TV in quite some time. Yeah, man. He's a great heel. He was so mean. Yeah. Heath Slater. (laughs) Like it made me legitimately uncomfortable. Uh, man. Okay, so that's the news. Um, SmackDown tonight, we opened with a gauntlet match for the new number one contender in the tag team division. We had the Brawling Brutes out there who held it down against the LWO, the Street Profits, the OC, and good Lord, what? who did Hit Row piss off to get chumped out like that tonight? Um, This has been an ongoing thing with Top Dollar. I mean, it's, but it's just, who knows? It's, like, I hope he's getting that bag for how he's getting booked. 
it all kind of stems from him screwing up that dive and WWE sometimes just get a, gets a hard on for something, especially when somebody screws up and that's your character. It's like when Titus O'Neil fell and they just, that was his character. Is it, oh, the guy fell. He just kept falling. So that's their thing with Top Dollar is he's a guy who screwed up one dive. And despite the fact that he's in the best shape of his life, that the guy's got bars, that he's got personality, that he's really everything they should love and want in a superstar. He's in that kind of doghouse right now where Michael Cole is being programmed to just shit all over the guy every week. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but Pretty Deadly came in, stole that win at the end. They were great tonight. And uh, we'll talk about that. So much personality with their celebration, KO and Sami Zayn coming out and confronting them. This is going to be a fun rivalry and a very fun match for the Tag Team Championships at Money in the Bank. Will be, and you talk about people who would be over in London. I think pretty deadly. They're going to be huge stars in London. I absolutely love KO and Sami as champions. I think because they beat the long-reigning undisputed champions and ended the record, the circumstances under which they won those titles, I really do think it should be a long title reign. At the same time, I would not have a problem if pretty deadly ended this title reign. I think pretty deadly. They're just so good. They were great on the mic again tonight. They're great heels. They're a great tag team. This is one of the few tag teams that like, I don't want them ever to break up. I don't even want to envision what it would be like to see them as singles. Cause they're just so great as a unit. I put them up there with a team like the Usos where they could be an all time great tag team. And I would not be mad if they won these titles. I mean, they're excellent wrestlers. I don't think Pretty Deadly is getting over, though. I think they're getting heat, but I don't know that they're getting over on the main roster. I mean, that is getting over. It's, it, it, obviously, they're early into their run on the main roster. So, yeah, it's it's not like gangbusters where people are going, but they're training the audience to say their catchphrases. I guarantee you inside of a couple months, and this is being uh, conservative, by the end of the year, it's, people are going to be saying, yes, boy, people are going to be saying even longer, whatever they're saying. I think people are going to be singing all their songs. And they did it. I made the reference about Stand and Deliver and Adamant. They called themselves the Dandy Highwaymen tonight. And I was like, that's that's the Adamant Stand and Deliver reference. Um, no, I think they're great. I think their shtick is great. I just think that, yeah, like, uh, they just need time to develop. Because the pretty deadly lore, the characters, were pretty deep on uh, NXT. Yeah, absolutely. And they needed time to develop there too they came i remember seeing them for the first time when they came from nxt uk and a lot of people were just like who are these guys yeah and they just kind of endeared themselves i mean they have the personality for it they could fit in anywhere well and uh i love that tonight with this said to ko and sammy where they're like we just wrestled a match and we look fabulous and you guys just came out here all fresh and you look like this yeah and i also thought it was funny that wade barrett was saying they just ran through a gauntlet they're exhausted yeah. they can't wrestle <laughs> Oh, that was fun tonight. This was this was a fun opening match. Uh, and you talk about getting over that tantrum character that Kevin Owens is doing. He keeps throwing all these tantrums. Like for so long, Sami Zayn was the alpha of this tag team and just arguably the hottest star in this company. But Kevin Owens, Owens is starting to now gain momentum in this tag team with these tantrums he's throwing because people are going crazy for it. Sammy had the pivotal cameo in the Bloodline storyline tonight backstage. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like The Rock coming back in the end credits of Fast X. Yeah, they chanted Uzi. It was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, uh, spoiler for Fast X. It's streaming. Everyone's already seen it. Did you see Fast X yet? I have not seen it yet. Is it good? Is it worth my yes. time? Fast 9 sucked. And I say that as a huge yeah. Fast and the Furious fan. I was bored out of my mind. Fast X is fun. And John Cena's character, they discarded everything about his character in Fast 9. He's oh, just playing really? John Cena in Fast X. <laughs> it's just retconned. Yeah. I mean, he's he's fun. He's funny. Oh, the rock's in the end credit scene. Who Like, oh, big spoiler. Wasn't the that Rock a new announced, story? Yeah, he announced he's going to be back in Fast 11. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's not the big spoiler in Fast X. There's a much bigger spoiler that I'm not addressing. Um, yes. Uh, Michael Mann saying, Usi is nostalgia. Usi nostalgia <laughs> after months apart. Uh, but we got to get to this. Calvin R. Alexander, $20. That's like $10 each to, to Alfred and me. Hell yeah. Congratulating Raj. Congratulations to Raj Geary for a semi-retirement from Wrestling Inc. Expect him to retire to a desert island, counting his millions while surrounded by island girls, giving him drinks with umbrellas in them. Yes, it'll be like the end of Trading Places. Yeah, congratulations, Raj. Raj has never retired. He will always be Friday Night Raj. Yes. Um, no, congrats to Raj. He's the reason we're both on this show. Yeah. We're still thank doing you, this Thank you, Raj. Show. Hashtag thank you, Raj. Let's get that yes. trending. Thank you, Raj. We're still doing the show, but Raj has got retirement money. <laughs> How did that work out somehow? <sighs> yes, Tornado. The ending to Fast X did have some interesting cliffhangers. I agree. Um, See, that's a spoiler. Now we're getting into spoiler territory. No, but the, yeah, okay, they did the same thing with the new Spider-Verse movie where they already announced the next one's coming out. So they do a little kind of Empire Strikes Back thing. Okay. You know what I mean? I haven't like, seen that either. And I'm going to see that uh, fairly soon. Oh, Spider-Verse. You've yeah. seen the Empire Strikes Back, though. Yes, I have. Yes. Um. TLD saying Fast 9 movie pass out from heavy-handed exposition. <laughs> Fast 9, <laughs> real, I mean, like, how did how did Fast 9 suck so bad? It was yeah. remarkably boring. It was very apathetic toward that movie. I don't even think I finished it, to be honest. I mean, I finished every other... I mean, like, Too Fast, Too Furious, I think, is a little slow in parts. Fast mm -hmm. 4 is a little slow in parts. Tokyo Drift, perfect movie. Underrated. I enjoy the hell out of Tokyo Drift, let me tell you. Uh, Fast 5, though? Not only the best in this franchise, one of the best heist movies of all time. Hmm. I could see that. I don't know about best heist movies of all time, but I very much liked Fast Five. That they, felt like they, they reinvigorated robbed, this franchise. They rob the bank and take <laughs> the vault and drive the vault through. I mean, come on. It was what a crowd pleaser. Movie have you seen that in? Come on. I understand that, but I don't judge heist movies by how crazy the scenes are in terms I mean, of robbing a bank and taking the vault. It, it reinvigorated the franchise. It revamped the franchise. It wasn't yeah. a heist series until then, and it got better. It was you know, not, not in that sense. First movie, they were, they were uh, robbing big rigs for DVD players and VCRs. <laughs> and now they're working for some weird government agency that was supposed to be like yeah. the CIA or something. I don't know. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so let's, uh, go back to SmackDown though. I am so excited about pretty deadly versus KO 
Sammy. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Be a hot match. Great confrontation tonight. Uh, KO and Sammy still massively, massively over. It's another reason I kind of want Kalen Sammy to hold on to those titles because KO is now starting to come into his own. He's not just the other Canadian in this tag team. He's starting to surpass Sammy Zayn in popularity because people want to see him lose his shit. Yeah. Um. So we have this ongoing drama with the bloodline. What's up with Jay Uso? Before us, what's up with Jimmy Uso? We don't know what's up. Paul Heyman is really laying it on thick. In what way? I mean, Paul Heyman's shtick is very shticky, but everything yeah. with like, yes, my tribal chief, well, well, my tribal chief, you know, I mean, Paul yeah. is, uh, Paul, Paul is at 11 with this character. now. He really is. And even in the main event segment, he goes, I love you, my tribal chief. Like, yeah. just as he's addressing him. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, he's having a great time. Uh, but that built up the tension for the main event segment. Then we had EO Sky with Bailey versus Selena Vega and our girl Zelina getting a win. Hell yeah. Let's go, Zelina. Again, we had another LWO loss in that gauntlet match, but to be fair, Sheamus and Rich Holland ran through everybody like a hot knife through butter before doing the job to Pretty Deadly. And this was a spot where I kind of expected EO Sky to maybe pick up the win, but at the same time, she's having problems with Bailey, and it was good to see Zelina Vega get that win. I would not be mad at Zelina Vega winning that money in the bank. There's no. something going on with Zelina right now, and you could make her by having her win that money in the bank and eventually cashing in. I called this after Puerto Rico. I think they feel it with her right now. Yeah. They feel she's got the momentum. She's the odds-on favorite, in my opinion. Her and EO are my top two. Wouldn't have a problem with either. Listen to that reaction. Zelina got a backlash. And the right in her home country weekend. of Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean, and the, but and the, but she held she held it down though. You know what I mean? There are some talents that when you put them on that spotlight, it looks like um, a kid trying on their dad's suit. Yeah, you know what I mean. But she she owned it, lived it. She looked, lived, breathed so comfortably there. I think that she can operate on this level. And it's about time we had another graduate. To, Do you know to, who else got a massive reaction inside Puerto Rico? A backlash. Eo Sky. She yeah, got she, a, you, she was the heel in that storyline against know, WWE's biggest baby face in Bianca Belair, and they were chanting EO the entire match. I, mean, I think the two of them are going to have moments, but no, the money is in EO versus Bailey. Oh, yeah. They're definitely building toward that. I think we probably get the split at Money in the Bank, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I want EO to win, because if they don't do the split at Money in the Bank, what you can have is EO wins Money in the Bank, and Bailey gets jealous. And each week, maybe Bailey's okay. trying to trick EO into cashing it in and saying, why don't you cash it in? You don't have to cash it in while they're hurt. Why don't you be a, a real woman and cash it in in advance, you know, and try to manipulate her? Why doesn't she say, hey, let me see that briefcase. I just want to take a look <laughs> at it. And then just runs off with it and is like, no take backs. Possessions nine-tenths of the law. That would be funny. That would she just ran really off with it. That'd be funny she ran off with it and you just never saw her for like three months. Yeah. And then they have to have a match where EO has to win <laughs> it back. That would be solid. Um, tornado saying uh, Vega is the favorite, but Becky could win. I mean, I don't mm. think Becky needs. I think Becky's in such a good place in her career right now. Yeah, you know she doesn't. She doesn't need to that. Um, for the men's, who do you think uh, could have and be a better story between LA and Priest? I mean, I think, man, if they don't, if LA Knight doesn't get that briefcase, 
this this mythological LA Knight push ain't happening. Mythological. I mean, the guy is over. The people are with uh-huh. it. I think he should win. But I've just seen too many money in the banks where there's somebody who is the easy A-plus choice that just doesn't win. Money in the bank is so random how they book these things. Uh, but that was the Vince McMahon era. So we'll see what Triple H does. But having said that, I would not be – I would absolutely want – LA Knight to win this, but I would not be mad at Damien Priest after seeing Santos Escobar's incredible babyface yeah. promo tonight. I would not be mad at Santos Escobar. Yeah. You could argue LA Knight might not need money in the bank. Like, just give the guy a push and have him win a bunch of matches and get a title shot. Maybe have him beat Gunther down the road. But there are guys who I think could really benefit from money in the bank over LA Knight, like a, a Damien Priest, like a Santos Escobar, to tell the crowd that, hey, this is a guy that we're really getting behind. I mean, I think he beats Austin Theory. I don't think they're going to have him beat Gunther or Roman. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, well, I could see Austin Theory losing. Bye, that would be tough back-to-back years. He loses money in the bank cash-in and then loses in a cash-in match. Poor Austin Theory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love this from LA Knight, man. I've done an about-face. I used to be one of his biggest critics, and I don't think I've been – done an about face on somebody in quite some time i can't remember the last time i went from not caring about somebody to really really enjoying their work well grayson waller tonight who's now best known as the host of the grayson waller effect that's what he does primarily he hosts a talk show in the middle of a wrestling show and he's kind of comes off like a fan they're booking him to be like a giggly schoolgirl in front of charlotte and bianca like i understand that charlotte and bianca are big stars but I don't like when WWE takes their wrestlers and makes them into like betas. Like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. Like in storyline, these guys are all out there to be the best in the business and and not necessarily to be belittled like this. What if he becomes a backstage correspondent? Oh, and that's God. the direction his career's going. He's in. one step away. That's what he came <laughs> off as tonight. Well, he had Charlotte out there. Charlotte looking fantabulous. Uh, talking about her match against Oscar for that uh, new revised belt, the uh, the remix on that women's championship belt, and uh, putting Oscar over. This isn't the Oscar. I like how they were kind of saying like, "Oh, they faced each other before, but this is going to be different. This is a new Oscar now. This ain't the same Oscar." Yeah, I mean it's new-ish. I don't know how much newer, but you don't need to tell me that there's a new Oscar. Charlotte and Oscar are incapable of having a bad match so i'm That'll looking forward to whenever they have uh, when their matches i think two weeks away i was also a big fan of the dueling onesies between uh charlotte and yeah bianca, bianca who came out tonight. uh bianca came out sparkling shining looking Woo. amazing and what's interesting i thought this was going to turn into a triple threat i thought it was weird that bianca was like whoever wins i'm waiting i'm next yeah, well, no, I didn't think that. I think Bianca Belair is probably going to pounce on both of them next week in some form or fashion, either during the match or after okay. the match. That might set up the triple threat. A triple threat for oh, the three of them? That would be... Oh, it's, it'll be great. That would be amazing. And they're playing the same beats. I keep comparing Bianca Belair to Bret Hart in 97. His heel turn was he was being wrong week after week to, as a babyface, and nobody was doing anything about it, and he kept complaining. And that's kind of how they're playing Bianca Belair. And Bret Hart was placed in between Sid and The Undertaker, and those were the three who who kept going back and forth and back and forth. And now it's Bianca Belair, Charlotte, and Asuka who are the three. So they're kind of playing the same beats with Bianca Belair and Bret Hart from 97. And I really do hope this results in Bianca Belair turning heel. So you think uh, Bianca's going to come out and start criticizing the American health and education system is what you're saying? Yeah, I really hope. I mean, you could do something like that. It's similar to where Brett was cheered in Canada, booed yeah. in the United States. 
The culture's not turning on Bianca Belair. She could be cheered by black people and booed in the United States by everybody else. I would have no problem with that. Okay, we'll see what happens. Wouldn't it be amazing if she just put over Canada and they just fully did the thing and she was like, you know, and let's talk about the band Rush while we're at it, people. <laughs> she you comes know? out. She goes, I got my 23 and me. I am 20% Canadian. Yeah. Have you been to a Tim Hortons? <laughs> Timbits. Timbits. <laughs> The currency is colorful. Oh, that'd be great. What's your yeah. exchange rate like? <laughs> this sounds like a bad promo class thing. I mean, it's funny <laughs> that Brett had that gimmick. That's like something you fish out of a bowl in promo class. And like you were a pro Canada heel. Cut a promo on the exchange rate right now. Cut yeah. a promo on Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Like we've seen those photos, Justin, but I give you a pass. Uh yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, um so yeah, this was a good segment. Charlotte and Bianca look amazing. I um, loved it. I loved everything about this segment except what they're doing to Grayson Waller. This is not the character. This is I mean, I know. I know you have to kind of be different on the main roster, but being different for the sake of different is dumb. Like the Grayson Waller effect was actually a pretty fun show on NXT where he was obnoxious and he made it he all was on Instagram. Himself. That was a gimmick. Yes. He made the camera point to himself. That was so funny that he made the show about himself while also having a guest on kind of like Andy Kaufman, how Andy Kaufman used to sit on that big, huge chair and his guests would be in this little chair. That's kind of what the Grayson Waller effect reminded me of. But yeah. now it's just a show and he's almost like a fan in service to them okay but here's what i'm saying though given the fits that bianca and charlotte were wearing tonight no more casual friday oscar yeah definitely she shouldn't be coming to the, sh the ring in sneakers like that yeah oscar's gotta step up her uh her wardrobe a little bit yeah. to compete with this because both of these looked amazing tonight both these women looked incredible um so jay Uso was backstage paul Heyman approached him for uh apologized uh, there was apologies for Jimmy super kicking in the face last week. And um, they're really building this up tonight with what's up with Jay. Does he stand with Jimmy or does he stand with Roman? But before so my, that, I'm sorry. Just really quick. My one nitpick with this story is there is a bit of a storyline hole in that Paul Heyman keeps being told that if Jay is in, you're out. Yeah. And we'll get into what happened in the main event, but Paul Heyman being the character he is, you would think would go out of his way to try to manipulate the situation to get Jay out because he's just kind of sitting there waiting on seeing what Jay's going to do. It's like, brother, like Jay Uso just threatened that you're going to be out if he's in. But they did kind of address this in the main event. So we'll get into that. Paul Heyman is the biggest cuck in all of professional <laughs> wrestling. He was kind of being cuck tonight. No, I'm kind of like, yeah, Paul's. I can't even say I have some very funny things to say about Paul Heyman's behavior that are not appropriate for this podcast. Let's hear it. No, but everyone just use your own imagination. You know, Paul Heyman's taken, taken like a sniff of uh, Roman's armpits and being like, <laughs> that is quite a manly musk you have there. My tribal chief. Is that old spice? My tribal chief. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. There's no footrest. That's okay. My tribal chief. You can use my back. I will kneel <laughs> down for you. You he's know? playing the character great. I mean, he's kind of a village idiot type character, but I think he's doing great. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles, Michin, Mia Yim versus Karrion Cross and Scarlet tonight. Kind of disappointed. Very quick. I think very quick. Styles and Cross are capable of having a great match, and we're going to get that down the road. But this is very, very quick. Very fast match. And Karrion Cross, look, Karrion Cross is getting wins over AJ Styles. Yeah, Ain't that man. bad, you know? 
That's very good. I thought it was kind of funny how Scarlett was flirting with AJ Styles and he takes off his glove to reveal his ring. I'm married, bitch. Very random. And he was like, I have a documentary you should watch. <laughs> hey, shout out to Wendy. We've seen his wife on TV. He very much is married. Yes, it's Samoa Joe. Let us know. Yeah. And his daughter was great in that storyline, too. Daddy, you're bleeding. Oh, man. Um, yes, yeah, match was fine. But then we had Reigns asking Paul Heyman how the conversation with Jay went. And this is where we saw that Reigns is now going to walk out with three belts. We still have yeah, the Universal WWE that? title that what's Paul Heyman that? holds. He's the undisputed Universal WWE champion. So he's got the new belt. And then he's got the, the classic WWE championship belt. I really don't have a problem with this because it reminds me of like a boxer because these belts for all intents and purposes are retired. Who, When Cody beats Roman for that new belt and brings back the winged eagle or goes on with the butterscotch belt, uh, there will be one belt. But I do like the idea of Roman Reigns having all these belts because it adds to his panache and the pageantry and the aura of Roman Reigns. It really makes him seem like, like a Floyd Mayweather where when Floyd Mayweather walks out, he's got the WCB belt. He's got the ring magazine belt. He's got all the belts. WWE with their branding, they're bringing back the winged eagle. It'll be the WWE logo, and maybe they'll put wings on it. It'll look like the yeah. Weezer W with the Van Halen wings on the sides. Yeah, like, it might be it, the winged eagle with a big fat WWE logo in the yeah, middle. They might alter yeah. it somehow. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Um, so then, Santos Escobar shows his appreciation for Rey Mysterio. Man, Love the this. LWO is so over. Santos is so great. I wish, I mean, there's only so many spots right now. I think LA Knight's went in that briefcase. LA Knight interrupted this. But good for Santos, man. The, the LWO, this is, I mean, Legato Del Fantasma just never, you know what it is, man? I hate to say this. It's like LWO is such a simple marketing concept. It's got the nostalgia aspect. Like, it just, it's amazing how that 10X'd his game in a way that Legato Del Fantasma never would have broken through a, a, a reasonably low ceiling. Yeah, it's the power of nostalgia. And I mean, they're not doing much with it. I mean, they mostly lose, but this is the oh, type they're of selling t shirts. That's what they're doing. It, uh, that's what I'm saying. Well, they're not doing much with the characters. I mean, the characters have not really advanced the way I think they should, given their merch sales. And this is the type of promo we needed at the beginning of this. We've seen backstage segments with Santos Escobar essentially saying all this and how much he respects Rey Mysterio. But this promo was great. And this is something that I think is going to give him some steam heading into Money in the Bank. And then Santos took on LA Knight's night and Santos won, which makes me think LA Knight's winning money in the bank. Possibly I'd have no problem with that. I mean, LA Knight's your guy. I want to see that LA Knight money in the bank inspired gear. And I want him to climb that ladder and win this briefcase. This is the guy right now. You can't deny these reactions that he's getting. What if they team up and become LWO Knight? <laughs> That's what the L and LWO stands for. LA. The and LA, LA Knight starts takes that page out of my playbook and starts Duolingo and learning Spanish. <laughs> hey, that would be his, actually entertaining. And his catchphrase is like, see, see. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. One of the things I love about these Money in the Bank matches, it's a good litmus test for who's really, really over and who fans really want to get behind, especially when they start climbing that ladder. So when LA Knight starts climbing the rungs, I feel like those fans are going to start going crazy for it. It'll be LA caballero yeah there you go caballero. 
They should that that should be a segment where they offer to form an alliance to have him join, and then he like super kicks or drop somebody with his, his finisher on Santos Escobar. Or he can keep his name and he's just La Knight. La Knight. <laughs> Spanish for the night. <laughs> the night. Well, and the feminine, at least. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Lothian, five pounds of the superstars on the rise. LA Knight is 40. Damian Priest is 40. Santos Escobar is 39. So heartbreaking. Eddie Bulldog and Umaga all passed younger. 40 is the new 30. Yeah, there's a lot of 40-year-olds. I did a piece on Pro Wrestling Bits, my exploding YouTube channel, and I counted the amount of 40-year-olds they had. And I want to say it's over 20. or It's a lot of people. It's I think half of the active main roster who appears on television are 40. Having said that, WWE has been doing a youth movement in recent months with guys like Dominic Mysterio getting on TV in his early 20s. Wow, well, that's uh, a little different, though. Getting behind a lot of people like um, Austin Theory. They're giving him a big push. I think Gunther is... I don't know how old Gunther is. I don't think nah. he's in his 20s, but, Gunther, but there Gunther. are younger people getting pushes now. Let's see how old Gunther Zoe Starks? Gunther sure. was born in 87. Okay, so he's in his 30s. Yeah, Gunther's 35. Okay. It is true, though, Steve, to your point. I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that, that passed away younger, and then additionally, there's a lot of wrestlers that 20 years ago were told, like, oh, no, you're too old. You're 30, yeah. you know? Um... Kelvin R. Alexander, $5, saying Knight is the only dude that cheats his ass off and still gets a positive crowd reaction. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're over, you're over. They need to go with this. Yeah. Because he's still aggressively playing a heel. He shoved Rey Mysterio on his butt. They're still trying to get this guy over as a heel, but people are just going to cheer the hell out of this guy because he's got all the catchphrases. So this was an incredible, incredible moment tonight. Uh, after that match, Santos Escobar won. LA Knight blindsided Escobar. Rey Mysterio came down to make the save. Uh, but Jey Uso was backstage. He ran into Sami Zayn. Jey Uso needs to make a decision regarding the bloodline. Sami Zayn made his decision. And the nod they shared was one of the most meaningful exchanges. The glances they exchanged spoke more than any scripted dialogue possibly could have. Yes, very subtle storytelling. It's almost like they had an understanding as to what was going to happen. And this is interesting. The follow-up is going to be very interesting because now that Jay is on the good side and he's seen the light, mm. what happens with Jay and Sammy and Kev? Do we get an offshoot bloodline? Do we get an all-inclusive bloodline? That would bloodline? be amazing if Sammy Zayn ends up starting his own bloodline. Yeah, Sammy, Jay, Jimmy, Kevin. That'd be a fun quartet. I mean, that's just an incredible thought, right? I mean, I don't know. It's it's nuts to think that Sami Zayn would join the bloodline and branch off, start his own thing, and call it the bloodline. I mean, but you got to be careful because there's all these NWO comparisons to the bloodline. You don't want to do the NWO red and black versus the NWO black and white. I would not like yeah, Dylan's name, a bloodline, bloodline civil war type thing. Yeah, the Wolfpack slapped. I mean, I, I was a kid, so I didn't follow wrestling on the level that we do in terms of knowing the backstage stuff. I love the Wolfpack storyline and merch, and I love Sting as a Wolfpack Sting. I loved all of it, but at the same time, that helped water down NWO and was the beginning of the end. I mean, that would have been like if Arabian Prince, who was in NWA, was just like, easy, Drake, you guys, I'm starting my own, my own NWA. I'm going to bring <laughs> over DOC and Yella, and we're going to start our own NWA. It's going to be Negroes with Attitude. Easy E before his death 
during his feud with Dr. Dre threatened that he was going to start like a new NWA NWA. Yeah. I could have seen it. It probably not would have been, I mean, ruthless records was a little kind of, but but ruthless was a little kind of beat towards the end there. Oh, definitely. Those were not great days after Dre left. Um, so we got that main event segment tonight. Will Jay Uso remain part of the bloodline? Roman solo Paul Hammond standing out there. Jay comes out, starts talking to Roman, interrupted by Jimmy, who then comes out. Then Jay starts getting Jimmy's face, and we're using shoot names at that point. Joshua. Joshua. And it seems like Jimmy, like Jay's gonna side with Roman and tell Jimmy to F off and super kick him. And then after all this, all this emotion, a lifetime of emotion he's laying down on his brother, talking about how Jimmy was prom king, player of the year, most likely to succeed. Jay, you know, the wind beneath his wings, cold there in his shadow. You think that Jay is about to side with Roman and Solo, but no, Jay turns around. Super kicks Roman Reigns in the face. Yes, right in the face. Right in his smug little manipulative face. Boom, right in his gaslighting face. Holy shit. I mean, and, and Paul Heyman, did you see Paul during the entrance? He was mouthing along to the to Roman's ring introduction. And Paul, like, I got to keep this PG-13. Paul looked like he was about to finish. He was so excited mouthing along <laughs> to Roman's ring introduction. Uh, we should have checked his pants. He was wearing dark pants. So I don't think you can tell. Yeah. Uh, but Paul and Paul s- sells the shock when this happens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, this was incredible. The bloodline storyline. Before this, in the Sami Zayn chapter, I believe people said best wrestling storyline in a decade. I think we are now coming up where soon people are going to be saying this is the best wrestling storyline. And maybe this is a little prisoner of the moment, a little recency bias, but best post Y2K wrestling storyline, I think, is, is the next accolade. This, yeah, 100%. This saga. This is the Godfather saga. It started in 2020. Professional wrestling. Yeah. WWE has not done storytelling like this. I mean, this generation, as long as I've been alive, I don't think there's been one single storyline arc that's spanned three years in WWE. I mean, even the Attitude Era, it's like it's one angle after another where it's like you have your programs and maybe there'll be like six-month storylines, but then they would break off. It wasn't like a long thing. Even the Generation X, it's not like when they became the DX Army that they were telling this long storyline arc they just like remixed the generation x for yeah. a couple of years and DX, broke apart yeah i mean no but look this started with jimmy j and roman people forget that that was the mm-hmm. genesis of, that was chapter one act yeah. one chapter one the prologue if you will to this it was and then really Sam, jimmy j and roman and then jimmy came along after that yeah but then the sammy storyline which was a year now we got this just if they can keep this going and keep it fresh and interesting, more power to them. But every, you know, to quote the Godfather three, every time I, th- I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Every yeah. time I think this is starting to lag a little bit, I'm like, Oh, what can they do next? They fi- they find a way to surprise and delight me. There's plenty they can do. I just see the potential right now. I mean, even though Jimmy and Jay are back together, I do see each of them getting world title shots against Roman Reigns. And potentially that could lead to a little friction between Jimmy and Jay because Jay did cut a promo on Jimmy saying that you didn't believe in me, this, that, and the third before rejoining his brother. And that's good. They're going to be together. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but there is still that lingering friction. There's going to be the Solo Roman story they're going to tell. I do believe that Paul Heyman is going to join up with Solo and betray Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. um, I, I think there's a lot of things that you could do. You could do a kind of a civil war. I really don't want them to go too deep into the civil war angle, but I trust storytelling. So I think they could do that as well. And I really did like how they addressed the Paul Heyman in and out. And it was funny because Roman's like, that's my wise man. When you become tribal chief, you get your wise man. This is my wise man. So that was pretty funny how uh, Roman Reigns is still attached to Paul Heyman, who is going to betray Roman Reigns. We had the Usos double super kicking Roman, putting their ones in the air. Yeah. Amazing. Crazy. Huge reaction, huge pop as... I mean, just one angle after another when they set it up and they peek it, whether it's Jay turning on Sammy, whether it was Sammy leaving the bloodline, whether it's Sammy and Kevin getting back together, mm -hmm. you know, one after another, they just keep coming up with bangers. So I completely trust the storyline. And there's plenty of room in the tank until they get to WrestleMania where Roman Reigns loses to Cody Rhodes. Well, let's not go that far. So when you say Civil War, do you mean like North-South Civil War or like Captain America, Iron Man Civil War? I mean Captain America and Iron Man. I do not see a slave in sight. I do not want to see a slave in sight. I would like to see the comic book version of the Civil War. And yes, uh, Cody Rhodes will beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. I'm speaking this into existence. I mean, you really thought this was going to happen at WrestleMania 39. It really should have, but... You bet on thing. it. Should it as much As much as I... Don't agree with that decision. And to this day, I will say, until the day that I die, that Cody Rhodes should have won that match. They've done a great job following up. Cody Rhodes is still hot. This is competent booking at its best. Even though I disagree with the decision and in my heart believe that Cody Rhodes should have won that match, Cody's still hot. Roman's still hot. The bloodline's still hot. That match, Cody versus Roman 2, there's a lot of steam behind it. People did not abandon Cody Rhodes. And that's all because of the nuance in booking. It's all because of the follow-up, which is something mm. AEW struggles with, is that follow-up. They'll get somebody hot, and then they won't know what to do with them after. I mean, Roman's about to surpass Pedro Morales. I mean, they might go all the way with this. They could. I mean, WWE loves its history, and he's closing it on Pedro. I mean, Hulk Hogan is still in the distance. Bruno is the big white whale that they're chasing, but that would be ridiculous. I mean, that what is isn't that like another two years you'd have that belt to pass Actually, Bruno? no. So, so yeah, well, two, uh, 2.803. So what would that be? Oh, yeah, that's a while away. That's another Seven, years. Seven and a half years. Oh, Jesus. That's not happening. Don't yeah. say that around Issa. She, yeah. I think he's going to pass. You know what? Maybe he's going to pass Hulk. Hulk is the one that we can get to the quickest. Would he have to go through WrestleMania to pass Hulk? So he's at. Now he can get to Bruno. He can get past Bruno, though, getting okay, WrestleMania. So that put him in number four behind Hulk, Bob Backlund, and Bruno. He's going to surpass Bruno. He has to surpass Bruno. You don't come this far and not have him surpass Bruno. Yeah, we'll see. What, what date? What is the date that he would... I mean, we don't have to have an exact date, but he's had the belt for a bit of a thousand days, and what's the Bruno record that he's going to surpass? 1237. So not oh, even... Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely pass that. And then they could just say, because he's not going to pass the record that Bruno has, but he'll pass one of Bruno's reigns, and they could always say he yeah, passed yeah, yeah. Bruno. Kelvin R. Alexander, $5. The Bloodline Saga has been fantastic wrestling television. Nothing else can touch it. Completely agree. Succession, Been Yellow great. Jackets, The Bloodline. Boom. There's your top Locked three in. TV shows of the last year. I agree. I cannot remember the last time I was consistently locked in to the television because I have to cover this for Forbes and write along of what's going on. Whenever The Bloodline, they do one of these angles, I put my computer aside and I'm just locked in and I want to enjoy this for the entertainment portion of it. And it's been incredible. They've never missed except for when they beat Cody. 
We'll see, man. We'll see. So, yes, back down tonight. Hot show. Good times. It was excellent. We hope he's no uh, recovering. We're going to be back for NXT Gold Rush on Tuesday. I don't think, are we, co- no one's covering Collision tomorrow night. No, I know I am not. No, I'm not. Maybe, maybe it's happening. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they don't accept. Maybe there's a wait and see approach where it's like, let's see how much they get behind this thing and how long it can sustain. And then we'll get into yeah. it. But, you know, AEW going to have to start telling stories. Tune in tomorrow night for Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, and David Bixenspan covering AEW. Oh, Collision God. <laughs> You're talking about something Game nobody's podcast. going to watch. could be great uh, be no i don't know if it's hilarious happening it's not that lineup i guarantee you it's not that lineup <laughs> but we'll be back uh monday night crew will be here for raw we'll be here for first night of nxt gold rush on tuesday hey everybody have a great weekend we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling Inc. podcast take care when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.